Today's guest, the man behind WME Group, First Page, Mooning, Primal, App Score, Removeify. They reached out to me on LinkedIn and they, uh, they shot me a message and said, are you interested in doing Celebrity Apprentice? And I thought, is this a joke? Because <laughs> it could be, I thought it was a spam message. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, it's legit. So two, hour, two weeks before filming, they reached out to me and I said, uh, I'm interested because I'm in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, don't get me wrong, the money is great and it does buy you opportunities, but it's what you do with those opportunities. I always say, if you're uh, unhappy before you had money, you're going to be unhappy mm. with money. Or there was another business for another offer for 150 million with a three to five year earnout. The opportunity cost in three to five years, I can probably make a lot more than 100. Give it up for serial Aussie entrepreneur Nick Bell. Yeah. No one's ever lucky. I, mean, I think the only lucky get in life is where you're born, and then you make the rest. Stick around. It's going to be a good ride. Now, boys, you always told me we're not allowed to timestamp because we obviously pre-record a few weeks in advance, but I'm going to timestamp today. All right, timestamp. Today's the day. Today is the actual day. All right. This is making me nervous, PK. What's going on? Oh, yeah, so you weren't concentrating. Yeah, no. What is today? What's today? Today is settlement day. 2 p.m. today, boys. So, really? Yep. So today, today, or when Bahamas. it gets released? Bahamas no, tonight. Not so when this is released, it's already done. But gotcha. t- today, uh, which will be a few weeks before this goes to air. Gotcha. But I wanted to tell you, boys, when I was away overseas, we learn about manifesting. So we we, we went we a lot. We're about to go deep here. Right? Well, I'm just oh, going to explain. No, we need to talk. Yeah, this. Yeah, this is important. We went over our four week period of trying to sell the house, and we're thinking, fuck, you know what? We were in a down market. Correct. It hasn't happened in the four weeks. We're fucked. We're screwed. That's what we're thinking. Um, but our good friend Finn Kelly, who's going to be on the podcast later in the year, he's all about um, yeah, intentionality. Finn. Go Finn! And he and he actually explained to me the manifest, the manifesting, and how 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 you got to do it properly and really believe it. So it's about you, you got to create a story. You, you got to show yourself a, a movie of what you're trying to manifest. Which for us, it was trying to sell the house, obviously at a, at a certain value. But in our heads, we created a movie, Danny and I where the night of settlement, we're going to walk to our favourite spot in the back beach, to our favourite chair with our dogs, watching sunset with a bottle of champagne. That's what we manifested every time we went to bed. And within two weeks, we sold our house. So tonight at sunset, we're going to be going to that exact spot at sunset, having a bottle of champagne with our dogs. That's amazing. But when we get Finn on, he'll explain the, the actual real process because, man, I didn't believe it until it actually happened. Man, you don't have to sell me on this shit, dude. Yeah. You ask PK, I walk around on the daily saying, I swear to you, PK, I, I manifested this shit, man. You this believe- shit's just not happening because it happened like it, it was yeah. up here. I seen it first, man. But so he goes down. It's got to happen at a certain point where your subconscious is almost taking over your, your normal conscious and then it gets put out into the universe. There's a theory about it all. So, so Finn, can you tell us a little bit about Finn? Intentionality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Finn, like, He's, he's a good friend back here from Melbourne. Moved to the US. Had a um, had a, a uh, financial advising business that just exploded over there. He then he got out of all that and was was a bit lost there for a bit. But he started intentionality, all about being intent in life and, that's his and daily. Intentionality. And he does all a lot of lot of talks and that uh, to all big corporates. He's dominating. And I was I like, lucky enough I like to start. We, that need to, we need to get this guy. He's on, coming yeah. on. We're, he'll be back in Australia later in the year. He'll be on. Yeah, um, but that's who I spent time with in Aspen, and that's when I learned all of this. And that's when Danny and I started manifesting. Powerful, and within man. two weeks, man, within two weeks, we sold the house. So tonight we're gonna we, we're gonna that story or that that movie scene. We're gonna play that tonight because the, the hopefully the money's in the bank tonight, boys. <laughs> 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 Two o'clock, hopefully nothing slows down settlement. And, you know. I was going to ask you, Pete, does it go in straight away or is it a few days after settlement? No, nah, it's very instant, man. It is? Very instant, yeah. Because in my head, I'm thinking, it's, you know, it's just before the weekend. No, it's, it's a different, ne- yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> he needs it's it a- for the weekend. <laughs> 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 is it going to be We're going out! <laughs> nah, nah, man, it's a different, it's a different level. It would it's be remiss. It's a different remiss. level, man. It would it would be remiss yeah. not to ask, you know, because I know like money burns a hole in your pocket. <laughs> is there something? You know what I mean? Is there one thing you and Danny have said, you know what? You know, we obviously got game plans of growing it 
the a bigger, but is there a purchase or something? Something that you special. Would, something special that you to acknowledge. Would, to acknowledge it. Yeah, because that's a, uh-huh. man. Congratulations, yeah, yeah. dude. Because to be you. fair, man, it's not easy to do what you got. What you guys have done. There's a lot of risk involved. A lot of uncertainty, man. And yeah. And you guys stayed the course. I mean. Correct me if I'm wrong. Three years before you got into the ground or something, yeah. yeah it took a while because we went through multiple plans. We couldn't find the money to build it. Correct, and then the, man, the money's going out yeah. because you're paying for, you know, well, it's yeah. just sitting there well, and stuff, man. So that. yeah, so mad respect, dude. Uh, um, is huge. there one thing we're going to buy? I don't think there's one thing. I think we're going to treat ourselves to a bottle of a good champagne, probably a high end one, Dom, um, Dom Perignon. But um, that's like two hundred and eighty bucks. How much is that? You know what I mean? You've... Yeah, it's, oh no, <laughs> but, it's a lot of money. But, I mean, it's just Drones ain't drinking that no yeah, matter well, what. You just didn't settle on a multi-million. Dollar residence, you know, like we've got we want to buy something else. Um, we want to do another trip yeah. this year. We, we're trying to start the strong studio, which I've got something else. We've look like we found a site that it's going to be a little bit more than just strong now. We've now we're thinking wellness center and everything. So, oh, cool. I saw gonna, a strong in um, I saw a strong in uh, Heidelberg, man. They're popping up everywhere, dude. Everywhere, everywhere, man. And, and, uh, it's a couple of my mates are ringing me up now saying they're starting to do Pilates. Mm. Oh, actually, Everyone's one of our employees, it. one of our employees yesterday said to me, I was like, oh, you. Body fit because normally body fit, body fit is like, oh no, I'm not there anymore. I'm, I'm Pilates. Mobility. Mobility, boys. I was onto it early. You know that. He was. All right. Hey, let's get into it. Hey, let's, let's get into this guest. Welcome back to Australia's number one podcast. We are the little fish and we speak to the big fish about town each and every week. Please like, share, subscribe. All that sort of stuff. A little bit excited about this one today, boys. Oh, big guest today. Real big guest. <sighs> this guy's doing it properly and, mate. He's a business savage. Mate, man. and he's savage. It's not very good. old at all. Yeah, making bit. me making me look at what I'm doing. <laughs> same, same, same here. <laughs> what are we doing, Ron? Wonder, wonder what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, oh, we to find out, I reckon. Great boy from the bush as well, just quietly, like uh, like myself. Let's get into it, boys. Today's guest went from having four hundred dollars in his back pocket to being worth a whopping two hundred and seventy-four million dollars today. Two seventy-four million. Two seventy-four million. Circa three hundred mil. He's on, he's on track. He's got a lot of time left to get there, I can promise you. Um, and founding no less than 13 companies along the way. His Ooh. career went from selling school lunches as a kid to selling search marketing services in his 20s and then selling that business for 30 Nine million dollars in 2017, so five years ago. Thirty-nine. I'll be I'll be retired. I reckon. <laughs> would that would that see you out? <laughs> I reckon I might retire. I would have. Maybe you would have. Told oh, I'd be in the Bahamas. I'd be in the Bahamas. There's no question, dude. Mate, I reckon Danny would still have you working. <laughs> True. Today's guest, managing director of digital agency group Superist, the man behind WME Group, First Page, Mooning, Primal, AppScore, Removeify. Which Benny's had a few yeah, dealings with Removify. Yeah, Removify. We're like this. You get yourself into trouble, mate. That's why. <laughs> what's, like remo- this. Like this. what's Removify? We'll, we'll, oh, we'll, go, into that. we'll yeah. go into that. We'll yeah. go into that. We'll go into it. He's also an advisor, along with Australian business royalty, Janine Ellis on Celebrity Apprentice. Mm. He's not afraid of failure, but he's famous for success. Oh. Give it up for serial Aussie entrepreneur, Nick Bell. Yay! Yeah. Yep. Nico! Uh, a good Channel 9 man too. Oh, 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 you boys! <laughs> Feather in each other's pockets. <laughs> oh, no, nah, big one today, boys. How, uh, how are you going, Nick? Thanks so much for coming in. Mate, thanks for having me. Good to be here, gents. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, busy man. What an intro that was. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, How's that intro nice feel? Nice and close, you... Nick. Otherwise, it makes... Better? Yeah, that's How's it. How's it feel hearing that intro when you, when you sort of unpack it all? Oh, mate, it's... I don't even think, you know, we don't even think about it. It's just kind of, you know, you just get on with business, do your thing every single day, and then it is what it is. Yeah. Love it. I think uh, a few months ago, Nathan Buckley said, it doesn't even feel like him. Yeah. It's like, is that me? I'm just working away, and I don't know yeah, if that's a similar thing. thing. You do your thing, and yeah. everyone's keeping score along, along the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Everyone else is. Uh, Nick, so, mate, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, country boy. Grew up on a farm. I love that. Yeah, Love mate. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I loved it. I hated it as a child. Like, like fuck, I'll be honest with you hated it yeah um and as soon as i turned 18 i moved down the city but now I know, as i've gotten older i'm like i want to get back down to the to the farm again so i actually just bought a farm recently i'm thinking and i'm getting some llamas i'm getting some peacocks on it getting some you know, cattle i'm like what's happening to you yeah. that's what you're doing up, and now i'm like i'm now going back to my roots yeah, yeah. love so, it yeah, love yeah it's cool man i like it love it so you went to school up there finished your vca uh there. went to school in that, in that region yes finished year 12 Barely. Yes. I, I struggled in... Scrape through. Yeah, I just wasn't into studying at the time. Yeah. Uh, my ATAR... Actually, sorry. Back in my day, it was, I think it was called ENTAR. It was 57. 
Which right. is, mate, that's, that's crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think Ivan, I got 65. Yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah, wow. yeah. But I was one of those guys that... It's five yeah. times mine. No, I, was <laughs> four, I was 43. <laughs> yeah, 43. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, you had to stay in the class for a certain amount of time on the exam and then you could leave. I was one of those guys. Yeah. Like, I've just got a new car. It was like a Mazda 626 1978 in the car park. I want to go drive that, <laughs> yep. even though it was like canary yellow. <laughs> I said, I want to go drive that rather than do my exam. And I was one of those guys. And then, yeah, it is what it is, huh? Yeah, love it, love it. Now, what happened after that? Where'd you go after school? Uh, man, I was a bit lost after school. Yeah. Obviously, the, the school wasn't great. So getting into university wasn't great. It wasn't really an option for me. Wasn't, they weren't rolling out the red they carpet They weren't going, hey, come to Melbourne University. We've got, the best, we've got the best career for you here. So I ended up jetting off to London for a bit, worked in bars and clubs and restaurants and just mm. had a good time. And then uh, I probably had too much of a good time. Yeah. And then my parents said, you need to come home. So I came home and then my old man rolled, enrolled me into a university. I won't name the name, but it was like it was scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah. university. And I was in that university for six weeks and I was sitting in a macro economics class going, what am I doing here? This is fucking boring the crap out of me. Mm. Jumped in my car, drove off and then worked in hospitality for another four or five years after that and just drifted from job to job trying to find what was my purpose in life yeah that's that's super interesting we actually hear that a lot people that are just rocking up and just want to try things and figure things out and is this for me isn't this for me but you just kept moving along i just wanted to work chase girls and i'll be honest with you and have a good time like i had no interest in making money making a lot of money at that time yeah i just wanted to enjoy life because i've been at school for x amount of years so it was just about having a good time make enough to survive and go out for drinks with my friends that was my purpose at that time that's the London lifestyle like I did <laughs> Benny and I both done it we lived over there when we were young and party it? carry oh, on and, and it's like it's it's so I still good. keep in contact with a couple of oh, guys yeah. I met over there yeah, you're chasing, and you're stuff, chasing the women and all that I met my wife actually halfway through it so I always blame her oh, she's like here <laughs> <laughs> but Nick I just want to back over something you you, you were saying um, when you went to London or when I was doing the research I, I read something about like that wasn't you had to hustle to get yourself over there right yeah. so, so would it be fair to say that you didn't know it at the time, but you were just ingrained with this 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 hustle to make money. Well, I didn't have it because I lived in the country. Was, trying to get a part time job was quite difficult because it was I, my neighbours were, I don't know x amount of kilometres that way, x amount of kilometres that way. So getting to a place to work was mm. it was challenging. So I said, okay, how am I going to earn cash? Because I need to get out of this. In my mind, it was a dump back in the day, but now actually I love it. <laughs> but how do I get out of here and get to London and start my life? So my old man said, you can wash the car and I'll pay you a buck. I'm like, a buck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you can mow the lawn for a dollar. And we lived on a farm. So our lawn wasn't a normal lawn. It was, <laughs> it was like two acres yeah. just for one piece of lawn. So I was like, no, no, it's going to be a better way of doing this. So then one day some, a kid offered me, I know, a few dollars for my chicken sandwich. And I thought, okay, I'll take that. I'll take better, that deal. Better than mowing the two acres. Yeah. Mate, it didn't cost me anything because <laughs> my mum was paying for the lunch. Were you hungry? <laughs> I, I, I brought in, um, I didn't eat until dinner time. So basically I was fasting oh, wow. before it came. Inter- yeah, intermittent fasting, yeah. Before it came famous. Before it was cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. But, and my mum kept asking, why, why are you so skinny? Yeah. I think I weighed 50 kilos and I was probably very similar height to I am now. And I'm like, no, mum, I just got a high metabolism, but yeah. I just wasn't eating. Yeah, you better make two sandwiches tomorrow, mum. Yeah, so mum was making two lunchbox with eight sandwiches, oh. chocolate bars, the works. And I was just like a, on the school bus. Yeah. Four bucks here, five bucks there, <laughs> seven bucks there. Wow. Ended up making between, oh, geez, probably twenty dollars to $30,000 selling my school lunch. And then wow. I started leasing out X-rated videos as well. Yeah. Oh, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was always, oh, that was always a market yeah. for that. That yeah. was hot. That was but hot. you can always see where the guys are re- rewinded the same <laughs> scene. And it just it starts going, mm, it's yeah. like crackly. Yeah. I was like, uh, you have more for you. I don't have any more of that. So, <laughs> so I, that was a good little business in, in school. And that was enough for me to get to London, set myself up before I, yeah. And it was just, and then on the way back from London, I stopped by Fiji. All through the funds I'd raised mm. in high school. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome, man. That's amazing. Like, yeah, your high school is your business yard. Some people say they do a little bit of that, but 20,000, 30,000. That's very entrepreneurial, isn't it? Like, for what are we talking, 16, 17, 18 years? Uh, from about 15 to 18, I was just hustling my school lunches wow. and, and the X-rated stuff because I just needed to get to London because 
I just wanted to have a good time. Yeah. There was, like there was no other reason. I'd be I'd watching documentaries on London and best places to party in the world. Yeah. It was all about London and the Bahamas. I'm like, how do I get there? <laughs> yeah. Rather than watching a, a kangaroo outside of my uh, yeah. window. <laughs> so yeah, man, I just had a goal and I was just going for it. And the old man, lawns are ready, buddy. The old man's yeah. going, yeah. Come, come round out the sheep. I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, when you come back from London, like I know in myself, I matured so much moving overseas. I was 22, 23 when I went. Yep. But I feel like it matured me so much because you, you're, you're in a different country, in a different world, there's different people, and you just grow up. Yeah, yeah. Did, did that happen sort of? Well, well mate, my mum wasn't making my dinner anymore, yeah. and I was living um, at the top of a pub. So, Beautiful. working downstairs in a pub, getting my own food, meeting I know, different people to where I was living. Um, down different the farm. cultures. Different and... cultures. It was just a complete game changer in my life. Yeah. And when I came back, I was a different person. But then I was like, I've had a taste of that. I want more. And that's how it kind of all got started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was in hospitality for a few years, I'm thinking earning $16 an hour is not really doing it for me anymore. What's the next step? Mm. And luckily I got a job in corporate doing data entry. And just keep in mind, I still type with two fingers. <laughs> so imagine me doing data entry yeah. with two fingers. <laughs> I, I wrangled my way into this job. I said, look, Man, I'm a, I'm a speed type. I can do this. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. Anyways, day one, I'm typing two fingers. And I, I got a taste of corporate. I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. And then another job came up in the same company doing recruitment. Put my hand up for it. Got it. Started making more money. I was like, ah, now I'm enjoying this. Mm-hmm. And then sales job came up and then it all progressed from there. Yeah, right. So you just kept taking those opportunities. Mate, just kept saying yes. When, when my the- colleague was taking a sick day, I loved it. I got to take his leads. I got to take his opportunities or her opportunities. Yeah. I'm like, mm. everyone else, you take sick leave, you take annual leave. I'm just <laughs> going to keep working and working and take all the opportunities. Mm. So when an op came up, I was all over it. And then within about two years, I became GM of that business because right. I was just working like an absolute machine. Yeah. Um, and everyone else is just doing their nine to five. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll get in early. I'll leave late because I wanted, and I just wanted more. Yeah, and you know what? They we see that within our business and stuff. There's there's certain ones that they're just cut different, aren't they? That they cut from a different cloth. Like the, even like my businesses, you can see the ones who are just the absolute A players. Mm. Yep, they just they the just rock stars. get it. They've got common sense. They're rock stars. Yep. They, they, they don't check in at nine or check in out at five thirty. They're mate, they're in, mm. and you've got to look after these people and you've got to nurture them, help them progress their career mm. because they will change the game for you. Yeah, got to grab hold of them. Oh, man, I've got a yeah. few of them. And I'm like, I adore you because you're so good at what you do. Mm. Yeah. And just don't leave me. I'll, yeah. I'll throw everything at you just to keep you. Yeah. yeah. And and I guess so So for you, Nick, when, when you see that sort of talent, that sort of hard work, do you then put that pressure on yourself and go, how can I just keep this person, give them what they want, you know, make them fulfilled throughout their day? Like, do you, you know, is that a big, big play for you? Well, the thing is, people want to be part of a winning team. So if you're not winning or growing... Mm no matter how good they are, they're probably going to leave. Yeah. So I need to make sure that, that my company is always growing and winning. Otherwise, I'm going to lose these A players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my responsibility, mm-hmm. to yeah. ensure the growth of the company continues for years to come. And if it grows, what's going to happen? They're going to have opportunities to progress with the, career, with their, with the company. So they're going to yeah. get promoted probably six-monthly, yearly, depends how good they are. Yeah. But they're gonna get, they're gonna um, progress very very quickly yeah. in the business. So you've got to look after them. You've got to progress them. Otherwise, they're gonna get bored and they're gonna bounce. Yeah, Nick, yeah. a good tip for our listeners out there: how would they how would they articulate that to their employees? Like, say they're stuck in that five mil sort of turnover and they can't get to that ten fifteen. How do they tell the story to an employee to, to you know believe so, in so me? So you're saying like sell them the dream? Yeah, sell them yeah, the dream. Sell you know, them the dream. But get yes, the buy-in. Yeah, but you have to have a plan of attack. You got to have, yeah. Because I remember in 2012, I was stuck at about $3 million in revenue. Mm. Just could not get past it. And I said, I'm thinking, what am I going to do here? Fucking hell. So I left my office, because I, I had a separate office from the team, moved back on the floor, put a headset back on, and started calling prospects. And then I restructured the account servicing team. And then from that year, we went from $3 million to $11 million oh. in revenue. I thought, okay, so I'm back in the trenches with the guys, mm. showing them that I'm part of the team. Mm. And I'm basically in it with them. And then as a result, the business turned around. Like you've mm. got to show them what the plan is, how you're going to do it, how you're going to execute it. 
and then they will follow you. So it's it's not don't tell them what to do, show them what monkey to do. Monkey see, monkey do. Hundred percent. People follow people. Mm. If you're a weak leader, you're going to lose your good players. Mm. But if they can see that you're an absolute operator, mm. and obviously you treat them with respect, they're going to follow you to the ends of the earth. Yeah. That's a team they want. And you've got to pay people well, to be honest. Oh, of course. Just pay them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like people, like everyone's got to eat. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, pay your people well. Yeah. I always pay above market rates because I want to retain people. And if they're not a great operator, just exit them out of the business. Don't hold them because you're just doing them an injustice by keeping mm-hmm. them in a role they're not suited to. And, and then you're doing the, people, the other people, the rock stars, an injustice because mm-hmm. they're looking across going, I look at Sally. Sally's not doing much, and then, and and then it becomes same wage. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, well, why is Sally getting paid that? You know, like you say, exit Sally, get the rock stars in. Yep. Everyone going like that. Hundred percent, mate. Like, if Sally's getting hundred thousand dollars and I'm getting eighty, but I'm better than Sally, hmm. how is that fair? Yeah, yeah. And you will hundred percent lose those people. Yeah, yeah. Love it, love it. So, so that first bit, that first first business, digital, the digital marketing. Yeah, agency. digital marketing one. Yep. You got to 11 mil in that year. Yep. You went and supercharged it yourself. Got to, uh, got, with got, with got, the team, I just yeah. gave it a nudge. Kickstart. Gave it a nudge. Yeah. Set the example. Uh, you know, take us from there. That, that's the business. Was that, that you WME sold. as that well? Was WME. WME Group, yep. And then I ended up, uh, so that business ended up getting to about 25 to 30 million, ended up exiting that business for 39 million. But when I exited, I had two offers on the table. There was one offer of $39 million here's the keys, you walk away. And in a service-based business, that is super rare. Mm. Usually you have to do a three-year handover, yeah. burnout. Yeah. Or there was another business for another offer for 150 million with a three to five-year earnout. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but <laughs> we would, I know we would have hit the earnouts, but I was like, the opportunity cost in three to five years, I can probably make a lot more than 100 Especially million. with 39 in the back pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can make more than 100 million. So I took the 39 because I'd also checked out mentally in that business. Yeah, okay. It was just mm. time to yeah. sell. I know I'd been doing it for nine years. I'd done everything I wanted to achieve in it. So I said, here's the keys. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in my board shorts and a single. <laughs> Literally, here's the keys. See you later. Bahamas, here yeah, I yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> well, I was going to take a year off work. And then the plan was travel the world. And then two weeks into it, I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? I'm a, bit, I'm a bit bored now. So then I only sold one tenth of the business. So I sold the WME part, but I had all the international agencies and a few more here. And I was like, okay, I'm going to actually build those other ones up. So after two weeks, I got bored and I went back into the game and just started building the businesses again and yeah i know it's been it's been charged ever since so that's, for, that's so for context was it was it wme had a, the group you, that was the the parent company and you had multiple agencies is that what you're yeah, saying yeah so i had a parent company and then wme is just one of the agencies oh right the group. i got it yep and so i sold wme but I didn't sell uh, hong kong singapore thailand blah 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 all the rest and then after two weeks of getting bored i just went back and built hong kong up singapore thailand mm-hmm and more agencies in Australia. I find that fascinating. This is typical of entrepreneurs. They just they just want to keep doing more and more because in my head, I'm thinking 39 mil in the back pocket. I'm going to go travel, not for a year. I'm traveling for the rest of my life. But you see you got bored after a few weeks. Wait, 39 like, million, it doesn't last that long. You pay tax on that. So tax man so puts his hand out. So you pay 25% tax on that. Yeah, you yeah. got a business partner. Still a bit. Still a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still a bit. Uh, no business partners, fortunately. No, no, I mean the tax manager business oh, partner. Yeah. He always getting his hands on it. And then obviously you buy a house and other bits and pieces. Are like, it's very, like it's, yes, it's a lot of money, but it's not as much as you think. Mm. Oh, I agree. Oh, don't, I wouldn't know. But I, wouldn't <laughs> hear what, I hear what you're <laughs> saying. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. So, and I was like, but I was with you. I didn't really do it for the money. I just enjoy the process of building businesses. Yeah. I just find it fun. Dude, that, that was one of the most key questions I wanted to ask you today because I read a quote I read a quote somewhere that says I don't buy things I, 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 I'm not posting pictures of fast cars on Instagram I just do enjoy building businesses right mm-hmm. so my question is this um, once you earn a certain amount of money does it get to a point where it just doesn't it means less or it doesn't mean anything because the bank of balance let's say the digits there's that many digits you go and take a, a thousand or five thousand out and it really doesn't affect the balance do you know what I mean so it gets to a point where the money becomes Irrelevant. Yeah. Irrelevant? You the know money, what I mean? Uh, like you asked me this question 
10 years ago, I said my goal in life was to get to $20 million. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be the happiest man in the world and I'm going to retire. <laughs> I'm done forever. You get there, it's like, okay, what's next? And then you get to another target, you go, what's next? And then you're right, it gets to a level where you go, the money's irrelevant. I just want to build businesses because I enjoy the process and I enjoy working with people. Mm. Like when I sold WME, I sold, the business went with about 300 staff. And then after I lost that business, I kind of lost a bit of purpose for a while because I enjoy going to the office, working with a team, Mm. talking shit with them, thinking about ideas. And after I sold, I'm like, a little bit lost. Nowhere to go, all dressed up, nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, because I've got offices (laughs) overseas, but because I'm here, it was just, it's very hard to connect with my Hong Kong team or the other overseas businesses. So I said, ah, to my uh, partner, I said, look, I need to, I need to get back in the game because I just, I need a purpose. I need to do something with my life. Otherwise, sitting on the beach drinking cocktails is, just doesn't do it for me. Mm. And yeah, that's why I got back into it. Like, don't get me wrong, the money is great and it does buy you opportunities, but it's what you do with those opportunities. I always say, if you're uh, unhappy before you had money, you're going to be unhappy mm. with money. We spoke about this the other week. Yeah. And if you're an arsehole before you had money, mm. you're going to be even bigger arsehole well, when you you've know, got money. Yeah, yeah, it just hei- heightens it the... It heightens what you are. Exactly, yeah. And I've met, I've met, I'm sure you guys have met the same. You've met a lot of guys who they've got some cash. They're just pricks. Mm. Like They're just fucking pricks. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, I'm pretty sure you were an arsehole before you even had cash. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you've just got to enjoy the game, enjoy the process, and the money is just a, a byproduct of just doing of well. Yeah, interesting. Amplifies. Yeah, yeah. Amplifies the one you um, and you've got a family, Nick. You got two kids. Yeah, wife. no, I've got three. I got mate, three, three kids. kids. Naughty boys get girls. I've got three yeah. daughters. Oh. <laughs> oh, mate, and that is a real thing. I got one bloke. I thought he was a naughty boy. Good mate from Shepparton up your way. Yeah, yeah. And he's a he's a good man, but he's a naughty boy. And three girls. I got, I got oh. my mate rugs as well. Oh, like, I reckon he's, he's pure. He's pure. But uh, yeah, teenagers. Ask me the same question in ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Teenagers. <laughs> And all my good mates have boys, and like they're like every time I have a, a, a <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> so is one, are your, any of your girls a teenager yet? No, no, they're they're young. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. my daughter just I just had a thirteen, my first one. Oh, hit 13 so you're to oh my god! Oh, oh we won't okay. go into it, but the day she turned thirteen, la 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 la, we hear about yeah. it. Keep him enjoying his journey, man. Um, no, no, no. That's exciting, but I guess that um, family work life balance is that something something you work at? Something that comes easy to you? What's- yeah, like work life balance. That's an, that's an interesting question. Like, what is work life balance? For me, my hobby is business. Because mm. and my partner says you need to get a hobby. I'm like, I don't really want one. I really like doing what I do. Mm. So as long as I I'm a good father and I spend time with the family, and I'm building my businesses, to me, it's I'm always kind of happy. Like working for me in the business is not work. It's like I really, I know it's quite cliche, but I fucking love what I do. Yeah. So to me, there is no work-life balance. It's like, oh, man, I'm the happiest guy in the world because I've, I've got a great family and I've got great businesses and I'm healthy mm-hmm. and my family's healthy. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I used to play golf. I don't play golf anymore. I don't play any sports anymore. You used to rent the sticks out too, I heard back in the day that you used to rent the golf sticks yeah, out. That yeah, was part yeah, of yeah. Yeah, I was a big golfer when I was young. <laughs> and... uh my, for some reason, kids wanted to lease out golf clubs for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. I probably wanted to beat people with them. Yeah, yeah. I didn't ask questions. Yeah. As long as they pay me money. And, uh, but I know as soon as I turned 18, 19 and I started, I know, I saw a different world. Golf became secondary. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, Nick, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to put it all together. I'm, I'm tr- first question part of it is I'm trying to figure out what your why is in life. I think I kind of know the answer. But the second part to the question is, why are you so successful at building up businesses and, and, and getting them to a point where they're turning over 10, 15 mil? Is, you know? uh, look, I think a couple of things. I become quite obsessed when I start a business. So I'm, I'm very big on the details and I'm quite consistent. I'll do the right things day in, day out. And they may be boring. Can, can, we, can we ask, what, what are those things? Is it like structure? Like what, is, yeah. what are those little things? Uh, it could be, for example, okay, what am I doing? Uh, Working with the staff daily, okay, guys, talk me through what we're doing today. It's not micromanaging, it's coaching them. You do, you, you do your huddles, don't you? I do huddles every yeah, single day yeah, with yeah. all the staff. Yeah. And like I said, people confuse it with micromanaging. It's not, it's coaching. So I said, look, John, talk me through this. And he goes, this is how I've done it. I said, that's great. Um, this is another option of where you could have done it. Mm-hmm. And this is why I would have done it this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's about coaching people and making them better. Yeah. 
operators and better what they do. Mm. But even if someone emails me from my company and their email signature is off, I'll go, hey, your email signature is off. Like every touch point with Detail, the client yeah. must be on point. Mm. Like I'm anal about every touch point. I'm anal about the details. And I think you have to be. Mm. And that's why we can scale. Like we, th- we just started the business 18 months ago and this second year we'll do 25 million. What's the business? Uh, it's a marketing business. So like a digital agency? Yeah, yeah right. Because once you've got the formula, yeah. ah. you can rinse and repeat it. It's all about rinse and repeat. And you've got to be obsessed with client results, client servicing. If, if someone doesn't get back to a client within an hour, like we have, everyone gets notified in the business. Like I'm big on... So it's just holding people accountable or hold, holding each other accountable, collaborating. Yeah, you have to have structure and processes in your business. Mm. Otherwise, it will break. Yeah. Like going from, say, a million dollars in revenue to 10 is a completely different beast, yeah. as you guys know. Mm. Like you need better systems, probably better talent. Better people, yep. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Everything, people, everything uh, just needs to level up to yeah. be able yeah. to withstand that pressure. Yeah. And if you don't have the right systems in place, mm. your business will break, mm-hmm. as you guys are probably aware. Mm-hmm. So I'm, we've got our own R&D team that builds out our own systems. So if we see a flaw, we go, okay, guys, build this now because we need this. So yeah. I'd rather go, how do I automate as much as possible rather than throwing people at it? Mm-hmm. One, I'm going to save money. Two, I'm minimizing human error. Mm, yeah. Because people are going to make mistakes. It's yeah. yeah. Human nature way. of the beast. Especially mm. as people come and go yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm like, okay, how do I automate it? If I can't automate it, then I'll hire a person for it. But a lot of operators are just, they're not invested in their back end or the structure. They're going, I'm going to throw people at it. They're not aggressive in business. And that's fine. Power to them. But I'm built a little bit differently. I'm like, no, no. How can I get to $300 million in revenue? How can I get the $500 million in revenue? And this is my game plan. Yeah. yeah. So Nick, are you sort of saying once you've done it once, you've got that formula, yeah. the second, third time, fourth time gets easier because you know how I think or what works and what doesn't? It does get easier, but it also comes down to the person leading that business. So obviously we've got, I, don't know, I think we're about 15 businesses in the group now. I can't run all of them. So I, I hire a GM to run each business. Now he or she needs to be fantastic because if not, what's going to happen? If you've got a weak leader in the top of the business, it's going to flow down to the rest of the team. So trying to find 15 amazing GMs, hmm. it's difficult. Finding one. Finding one's even <laughs> yeah. hard, yeah, yeah. And we're about to open in Austria next month in Vienna. And so trying to find people there is challenging. So then you've got to go through an interview process, screening, but you really don't know until they're on the floor with you, they're operating with you. So what I do is I pay them X amount and then within five years, they're given equity in the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that five years, they've got to absolutely wow me. Mm-hmm. If they don't wow me, then see you later. So is that something that gets talked about from the get-go? From the like, get-go. This is, this is your plan. This is your succession This plan. is your plan. This is your revenue targets, your... Yeah profit targets and if you hit these then you get x amount of equity in five years which was probably worth just say 10 million dollars yeah love that yeah that's and then yeah, so they're, mate, awesome. they're busting their ass yeah. for five years yeah. to deliver an outcome yeah. for you instead of keeping it a secret and then they may by default hit it and then offering it yeah i'm gonna go like, yeah yeah which is yeah. kind of how it's done and all the way i've heard anyway where people you know they they go and prove it and yep. then they go and go hey that was awesome we'll give you some equity yeah but it makes sense to sort Tell of dangle the carrot make it meaningful 100%. and then give them all the tools and resources they can to sort of achieve it That's but crazy. not everyone can do it so we've we've had people yeah. that lasted six months with us or a year because it's just they're just not right for that role mm. and if they can't grow the business What's the point? So yeah, I've got yeah. a question about once you've got the system and when you talk about, you know, you've, you've figured out the system, are you sort of referring to like a system relative to say digital marketing agencies or do you feel like there's a there's an actual system that sort of, yeah. that, like that sort of crosses, yeah, that's universal that it doesn't have to, it might, might be an no, e- e-com business or whatever. It could be building a CRM suited to your business Yep. or getting a CRM off the shelf but then customizing it for your business. Okay. Mm. So we've built our own that basically does invoicing, lead management, task allocation, uh, client reporting. It's all in one system. So my guys don't have to open 10 different windows or 10 different pieces of software mm. to run the service. It's one system that does it all for them. So I'm trying to idiot-proof my company <laughs> and minimize human error. Mm. Yep. And it, it works, but not always. <laughs> like Sometimes it's just 
things happen. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, okay, happen. how do I automate it? How do I make it? How do I make their job easier? Mm. That's yeah. the key. You got to make your, your team's job it easier. Works smarter, not harder. Correct. Because if you don't, you're allowing them to make mistakes, and you're gonna, you're, they're gonna make mistakes, and it's gonna cost you money and time. And slow that scale down. Slow, as well, 100% it, yeah. slow the scale. The customers are gonna get pissed off. Mm. It's gonna hurt your reputation. But you can use Removeify for that. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. Good segue. <laughs> um, have you used Removeify? Yeah, you yeah. I'm, I'm in business with them right now. We're, 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 we're being talking. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? What no, is, it's insane. Well, what is it? it's been oh, amazing. What, yeah, what, yeah, you explain. So Removeify is an online content removal company. So it could be used for removing nude photos. We do a lot of that, by the way. So <laughs> and, and for the record, yeah, for, for the record, Bonnie, that's not what we're talking yeah, so it could be. Uh, actually, there was one. I'll give you a story. There was a quite a well-known uh, TV personality, and he rang the office, and there was some nude photos of him on a website called Cheaters.com. And we quoted him. I think it was like I don't know a thousand bucks to remove the photos. Mm. And I overheard the conversation. He goes, "Too expensive." And when oh. you Google his name, first thing that comes up oh, is the photos of him with his sugar baby. Oh. Literally, first thing you can see, sugar baby. And he goes, too expensive. And, he's, and keep in mind, he has a wife, two kids. Wow. He goes, too expensive. <laughs> Three days later, he rang up, please help me. Yeah. Please, I need to get it removed. We got it removed within an hour for him. Five grand? Did you pump <laughs> I, was, I was like, double the, nah, yeah, double yeah, price. Yeah. But yeah, so you basically can remove or unfair reviews. Yeah. We can remove them as well. Off Google and that. Yeah, Google, Google reviews. Yeah. So I always thought once it was on there, that it was legit. It had to stay, but no, oh, no, because no. it can be fraudulent. And, and I'll explain. I'll explain our situation. So we had someone. I won't. I, won't, I don't want to ruffle his feathers anymore. This fella, but <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was, long story short, had didn't work the business. Hadn't done anything with the business. He applied for a job. He and I spoke to him on the phone and and. Um, and it was it was fine, and he, he all it was on the phone. He gave me his wage expectations. So you, when you do a phone interview, yeah. one of the questions is, "Hey, just you know, what kind of expectations you yeah. have around salary?" Just, we don't want to waste each other's time. And it was like crazy, man. It's like three times what we could afford. And, yeah. You know, so I didn't turn around saying, "You dream," and I was like, "Oh man, I'd, look, I don't think we're in a position to pay that amount." Um, really appreciate your time. Long story short, next thing you know, getting notifications. This guy's putting Google reviews on zero stars That's with crazy. no with no comment. But that, that happened, the one, and then I rang it and I was like, I think that's a guy. So I rang and then he goes, don't ever call me again and, and hung up. And I'm like, oh, this mm. is just not fair. Then from a separate profile, did a second one, man. And that's when I contacted you guys and I've gone, um, hit, yeah, hit remove file and said, surely that's fraud, right? We've never worked with him. We've never done anything. Mm. He went for a job in two different profiles, no mm. comments, mm. two zeros, man. So What a great business to have. Great to business. And there's a lot of crazies out there. They were just... It's not fair, if, yeah. If they don't like what they hear, mm. they will leave you a review and then probably multiple reviews. We had one client yeah. that had 174 one-star reviews in 24 hours. Oh, so that's someone got all their friends <laughs> to start posting reviews and this... I won't name the client, but they're, they're in the building industry. Went from a five-star review oh. or five-star rating to 1.2. Yeah. That can kill their business. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. luckily we got everything removed, but it's just like some people are very vindictive. Yeah. And if you say something they just do not like. Oh, it's crazy. Something snaps in their head and they'll just target you. It's crazy. And so, that's, that's exactly what happened. And me and Pete, we've given everything to our business. And for us, it was just like, you know, we're, we're five. And it's taken us to four point nine. We took pride yeah. in being. We five. took pride. We took yeah. pride in being five, right? And we'd worked very hard t to keep our yeah, five yeah. sort of thing. And then someone like that just mm. comes in. You don't see him coming, and there's nothing you can do about it. Question: Nick, Would you know? We've got about hundred and ten. Oh, this is a great question. Five starers, and we've got two of old knucklehead. How do we get that back to a five? Yeah, what? what do, how do, many? Do you five know do how many we have to do to get that so back to an average now. five? Yeah, four point nine. Yeah, yeah. So ideally, the quickest way to do that is to remove just one. One. And if you remove one, it's probably a good chance you'll get the five. Uh, yeah. Or you probably need another 35 star review. So it's 150 to tip over. Yeah. It's easier yeah. to remove one than get another 30 to 50 five star reviews to get back to that five rating. Yeah. I'm pretty good at getting them just quietly. But yes, oh, then, yeah. Then, then. <laughs> no, no, no. But I like your yeah. way as well. Yeah. But <laughs> if you can get them quickly, 
go for it. And, and Nick, they've they've struggled. So Removify, this was we've been working with them for six months, yep. and they've been amazing, man. They just keep like because I keep going, no, no, surely there's another way. You yeah, know? yeah. And um, and they and they keep sort of filing their their things and stuff, but they're they're struggling. But my my question is, how did you come up with it? How did mm. you come up with Removify? Because I didn't know it existed until that day when I felt like my life. Until was you ruined. needed it. Yeah, until I needed mm. it, my life was ruined. And and DC, shout out DC, legend downstairs, come up and goes, Benny, I, I don't know, we can sort of sort this out, you know. So, yeah, how did you come up with it? A mate of mine in 2017 reached out to me and said, look, I've just been absolutely slammed with negative reviews. He goes, can I remove them? And I thought, oh, mate, I don't think so. Uh, but then I started doing some research around ways to remove reviews across Google and Facebook, I think. And I found a way of doing it. I'm like, actually, you can do this. <laughs> and then I rang a mate of mine who's living in Canada. I said, look, mate, I've got this idea for a business, basically removing online content videos and photos and reviews and he goes yeah it's a pretty good idea i said look why don't you come back to australia and we'll do the business together because i need your tech brain mm. um he's got a he's very good at building platforms he's, he's just one of those smartest guys in the room type mm. of scenario his name's andrew so he basically moved back and then we kicked off remove fire it was just purely out of demand mm. and then when we launched it it just blew Sweet up boom, yeah, yeah mate, it just boomed because how many people out there are getting targeted with mm negative pieces of content like millions of people yeah so and there's very very few competitors in the space uh, when we launched there's basically none so the business just went overnight just yeah great and, idea and I, I reckon i know how you, well, legally and stuff you can go through the channels with google and facebook and stuff yep. but when you when you end up on what was it cheaters.com or, cheaters. or com. so who are you hitting up on cheaters <laughs> to uh, like is that is that more have of you, a negotiation you got like a connect in at cheaters where it's like, <laughs> i'll call my man over there i'll get you sorted no you have to negotiate with them <laughs> yeah, it's purely a negotiation process and they go basically yay or nay you need to give yeah so guys this is why it's breaching your policies and they uh, all go, yes or no. Uh, um, same with Google. We can get it de-indexed from Google, meaning if you search for it, it's not going to be showing the Google results. Ah, uh, right. So you can go through Google to make it not appear. So it'd still be on the website. Correct. But it won't come up in search. Correct. But if it's if it's not appearing on Google, very, very... You won't find rare, it. You're going to find it. Yep. So yeah, it's just a negotiation process with our lawyers and their legal team. Mm. Good one for the people. Right. They might need it for their... Right, business. Anyone needs yeah. a bit of brand control get the five star the damage control yeah mate, we can help fire. yeah yeah nick, nick i've got a question um we're always taught find a niche and be the best at that niche or be in that business yeah. I'm, I'm hearing you've got multiple businesses across multiple platforms i should listen to that advice yeah yeah that's what, so i'm trying to understand you're successful over all of these how have you spread yourself that i mean you said it before with good gms but yeah look i remember in the early days i was always chase, chasing this shiny object so i was like i do my digital marketing business and then there's another opportunity and then which is completely out of my realm mm. i'd chase it and then it'd fail what i didn't realize was the the opportunity and the wealth was right in front of me to stay in my lane mm. and build those businesses so with the businesses i've built at the moment the 15 agencies they're still agencies mm. so it's a very similar formula even though one may be software development or reputation or marketing they're still agencies to a degree so do you mean service sort of base yeah yeah, so we might get a client uh, for marketing and then we'll sell them software development or email marketing mm-hmm. or reputation. Yeah. So, yeah, it's we basically have, oh, I can't mention client names, but we get a client in, say, Singapore and then our Australian office will then mm-hmm. get them and then our Hong Kong office will get them as well. Yeah. So it's uh, like an ecosystem. It's an ecosystem. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what I'm yeah. trying to build at the moment. Whereas we bring a client in, we give them everything they need. Yeah. So yeah. they never need to leave. Great. Yeah, that's amazing. Because even even when you're talking about starting Removify, I feel like your other businesses could feed that business anyway. If you're selling them something else, I've got this problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go, well, yeah, we'll, we'll go to we'll take you to Removify. The only challenge we have is trying to get all the agencies to talk to each other because everyone's <laughs> protecting their own P&L. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so oh, yeah. 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 I don't want to share this client with you. Like, so I need to incentivize the guys a bit better to share their, P, uh, yeah. share their clients. But it's an ecosystem at the moment and it's working yeah. well. But I would never go into, I don't know, property development. Mm. I just don't know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's your game. I was going to say, industry. unless you partner with some. Yeah, uh, <laughs> unless, unless I go, maybe I invest money yeah, yeah. and then, you, then someone yeah, yeah. else runs it. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, I stay in lane, do it well, and absolutely dominate it. Yeah, awesome. Fantastic advice. What, um, how did Celebrity Apprentice come about? 
Ah, uh, that was random. They reached out to me on LinkedIn. Yeah. So it was COVID. I was, uh, I know, I was just, I was obviously in Melbourne in lockdown like the rest of us. Fantastic I'm not sure, I'm not sure if anyone else escaped here. It was a fantastic time, wasn't no. it? <laughs> I, got, I got to the peninsula, but it wasn't really escaping. There you go. And they, uh, they shot me a message and said, are you interested in doing Celebrity Apprentice? And I thought, is this a joke? Because <laughs> it could be, I thought it was a spam message. Mm. And they said, no, it's legit. And this is, I think, two weeks before filming. So I presume they had someone else and they... Well, they had Lorna... Out. The year before it was Lorna Jane, I think. Yeah, but then obviously something happened there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then... But I, maybe they had someone else and that kind of fell through. Yep. So two, hour, two weeks before filming, they reached out to me and I said... Uh, I'm interested because I'm in lockdown. Yeah, I said, can I get out of lockdown? They said, we can get you a permit for Sydney. I said, sweet. Yeah. They said, sign me up. Okay. I, don't, I said, I don't even care what you pay me. Mm. And uh, yeah, within a week, I was uh, up in Sydney living on the harbour. Amazing. Uh, oh, mate, it was... With the family? Could you go... With get... the family. I said, one condition, I can bring the family up. Yeah. And yeah, it was mate. It was an awesome gig. So it was just, I know. I'm a. I loved living in Sydney, especially on the water. It was just the best time because uh, it was obviously summertime. And working with Janine Ellis was amazing. I love Janine. And then you got um, Lord, Lord, yeah, Lord Sugar. 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 Yeah, he's a character. He's a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, he's a proper billionaire. Yeah, like a legit <laughs> yeah, billionaire. He's, uh, he's a Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Like you play tennis with him. If he's losing, he will hate life. Uh, like he has to win. Full competitive. He's yeah. super competitive, but I love him for it. How yeah. did he make his fortune? So back in the 80s, he had a business called Amstrad that sold electronics. And he IPO'd that business in the 80s for about 1.6 billion pounds. Back Remember, then? that's back in the oh, 80s. Yeah, so yeah, and that's like three times, oh. right? So three billion Correct. Aussie dollars. Yeah. And he just basically, the, the value of that business kept increasing and increasing. <laughs> And he took the money and bought property in London. Oh. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a proper billionaire. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of respect for him because he built his wealth out of the back of a van. So wow! And yeah. can we and can we shout out Janine? Like she's yeah, just, Janine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Janine, Janine just um, she she just sold Boost, right? Is that, just is sold, that it was in the papers? That, yeah, it's in the papers. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I didn't just sold no. Boost yeah. and Betty's Burgers. Congrats, Janine. Yeah, legend. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, Janine's an absolute legend. When you're working with someone five days a week, I don't know, 10 hours a day, you get to learn a lot about someone. Yeah. And going into it, I'm like, please, please be nice. Please don't be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she is awesome, mate. She's, what you see is what you get with her. Amazing. Super down to earth. Yeah. Um, and with uh, Alan Sugar, he's just, he's just a dude. Mm-hmm. You, you, give it, you give him shit back, he likes it. Yeah, uh, yeah. People don't give him shit. On the show, he's a bit yeah. like that as well. Yeah, but isn't you give him shit, he goes, yeah. all right. I'll take it. Yeah. I respect you. Yeah. But if you if you bow down to him, he's like, no, no, you got to give it to him, and then yeah. he's all good. Yeah, I, I liked him. So yeah. whole show was was fun. How long? How long did that go for? How long uh, was it filming? Almost three months. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a long time. Three months. Yeah, a lot of stand up, talk, sit down for Wait. two hours. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> TV is an interesting one. So because you're in your own business, you're always going, you're moving, you're doing things. Where TV, you might stand up for five minutes and talk. And then you got to sit down for two hours. Yeah. So, but it was a good experience. Were, were there any, uh, you know, it's a business show. Were there any business nuggets that you took away that, you know, you're, you're obviously successful that you came away and went, oh, yeah. Uh, Whether it be Janine, Yeah, talking Sugar. to Sugar, I learned a lot about business and he convinced me to potentially IPO mm. down the track. Yep. Because that's obviously that's how he made his wealth. I was always against IPOing. But after talking to him, I'm like, ah, oh, maybe there's an opportunity to IPO in the future. Just just explain that yeah, just, for yeah. the, just for the listeners. The reason being, if you, if, with an IPO, if you hit your numbers continually, the wealth or the value of your company increases dramatically over time because it builds hype with the market and the market go, this is a great company. So his business went from, uh, don't quote me on this, but just say 100 million pounds to 1.6 billion pounds in value mm-hmm. because he kept hitting his numbers. Yeah, right. Mm. And was, was the company worth that? I don't know, but... The market says it was. Hmm. Yeah, there's risk there too. I think hundred percent is risk there. But if you're if you back yourself and you've got great business, you're hitting your numbers. There's definitely an opportunity there. Exciting, I reckon. Oh, to do yeah, that. yeah. So, and he's got some great stories about how he started. Uh, I think Sky TV with Rupert Murdoch. Uh-huh. Uh, great listen, story. Listen to that story. Wow, These wow. stories are pretty interesting. So there's a lot going on with 
for sure. And I learned a lot from him. Yeah. Um, and then Janine's just a consummate professional. You can tell she's been doing TV for years. When the camera's on, bang, bang, <laughs> she is all over it. Yeah. Was I'm like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm warming up, guys. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the first episode. They say it was uh, Lord Sugar, Janine, and the the celebrities, and they go, Nick, say something. I'm like. What do you want me to say? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no teleprompter. Yeah, so yeah. you just got to wing the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once you get used to it, it's kind of, it's quite easy. And you yeah. round two? Are you going to be back for round two? No, it's not, didn't get picked up again. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, I must have tanked the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, thought, I thought it rated well though Yeah, as well. I reckon it's a good yeah. show. You got maths. I think the maths was doing 1.2 million. Same network. But you still would have thought it would have been on. No, it's maths just killed it. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. Bugger. Uh, yeah. No, it's all good. All yeah. good. But, uh, oh, not bugger for you. Bugger for again. me. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty nice. <laughs> My thoughts is they should bring back The Apprentice. Yeah. yeah yes. But no, but don't give the, the winner a job. Invest half a million into, into their, their business. Into their business or a business uh, idea. Or that's business what plan. I would do. Yeah, that's a good so, so, so don't do Slippy Apprentice. That's a new concept. Do mm. Straight Apprentice. Everyone that's vies true. for the opportunity. Then they present their businesses and you give them half a million. Yeah. You could and almost then, like, and then you can actually film that journey. Well, morph Shark Tank and, and Celebrity <laughs> Apprentice a little bit. Yeah, that's. I would do that again. That yeah. would, no, not again, but I would do that. Bit, yeah, that, to morph those yeah. would be amazing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So you, you get the best sharks or whatever, or the people with their business ideas or their business, early businesses, come in and compete. And like you said, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, and then you take a chunk of their business, and then you watch their journey. You film it. That alone is a. They get the PR. It's interesting. Ah, yeah, it's very. It'd be yeah. good. Nick, I'm, you know, everyone out there, they'll be listening to this going, shit, this bloke's busy. How does he fit it all into 24 <laughs> hours of a day? So is it is it drive? Is it like because you're hustling when you're a teenager? You know, what is it? Where does it come from? Uh, mate, I delegate extremely well. Ah, nice. It's all about delegation. And I use my time effectively. For example, when I'm sitting on the toilet, I write emails. Mm. And, <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm Great always... Great time to do it. Mate, I've yeah. got time. Yeah. And my emails are generally one or two lines. I never write essays. When someone sends me an email and it's an essay, yeah. oh my fuck, I'm not going to read this, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. PK, PK's pet peeve as well. No, it's I, the I, worst. I don't even say hello anymore. It's normally just bang, bang, yeah, bang. Yeah, yeah. Even, I'm, like, I'm, I'm pretty I'm bad. Like, hi, but I don't go, hi, how are you? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just wasting time by saying, how are you? Because yeah. let's be honest, let's just... This get is to the email. point. Let's get to the point. Yeah. And email me, get to the point. I don't care about how are you. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. tell me what you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Within the business I just give dot points to a client, you say hello, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, pick and choose your crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick and choose your crowd. <laughs> <laughs> but like one or two lines, dot points, never paragraphs, unless yeah. it's a really I know important email. But I know, it just I'm very I, I try and be effective with my time. Nice. Yeah. I think you have to be. Yeah. Especially yeah, when you've got a lot of moving parts and a lot of variables yeah. in your business. It's so important, and I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I, don't, I sleep eight hours a day, so it's not. I don't sleep less than others, mm. but I am just. I just hope, try and use my time wisely. Yeah. Like you, I'm sure you guys do as well. Yeah, yeah. You try. Yeah, you try. You try yeah, I've, I've actually stopped watching shows and everything now. That's, that's I've the key. stopped everything. Yeah. yeah. Watching TV killer kills you. Yeah. yeah. Kills you. It's like you've got to be. Yeah. People go home. I haven't got, I haven't got time. But they're watching TV at home. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're watching maths and that, yeah. Go, I, haven't, I haven't got time to exercise. I'm like, mate, you could exercise in 25 minutes, yeah, 30 yeah. minutes. Stop watching maths or Netflix and you can get so much more done. Or yeah, yeah. I know about you guys, but if I have a big night and, and the next day I'm feeling a bit hungover, like my motivation goes through the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So minimize the nights out. Yeah. I know yeah. people like having a good time and I'm saying why, but it's like if I'm uh, if I'm starting a new business. Yeah. I won't drink for a month prior. Ah. So I'll just go, no, no, no drinking for a while before the business. Clear I head. need to be completely on. Wow. So clear head. Good point. Yeah, yeah mate, it just makes such a difference. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's just being hard on yourself, pulling out the mirror and yes. going, what what can I be doing better? Otherwise, because you can easily cheat yourself. Yeah. Watch, watch your maths. Watch maths with a beer on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> like that That's dude, the worst. What's that show where they watch themselves watching the Google, TV? Is it yeah. Goggle Box? Goggle Box, Goggle yeah. Box yeah, you yeah. that dude that sits there drinking the beer every <laughs> yeah. night. Um, I've got a question. So 
obviously passionate about business and like you said you stay in your lane with the agencies and stuff but do you have other interests as far as like investing and stuff i'd like to think like if i had you know hundreds of millions i'd be going oh you know it becomes a bit of a playground or a bit of a game where you can invest in i don't know stocks or property startups i i I do and i hate it what's your poison like every time i invest in say stocks generally it turns to shit (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) So it's a mugs yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, it's like I invest in two things. Um, actually, no, three things. Tech businesses. Yeah. Um, but 50% of the time, they always let me down. Uh, property. I buy. I try, try and buy a lot of property. It's, it's quite safe, as you, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then stocks. Stocks, I always screw up. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, you just, you just don't know. Yeah. It's actually, yeah. it's just gambling. Um, do I do crypto? Nah, man, it's that's a mugs game. Were you tempted? Like, cause oh, mate, I was, I was bought, buying into the hype. I'm like, oh shit, everyone's making shit. When, when Matt Damon's yeah. doing TV ads, saying yeah. don't. Oh, you know. mate, I'm buying Bitcoin and Ripple. And all <laughs> yeah. that. I remember I uh, when Ripple was at its peak, I was thinking it was like three dollars fifty. I put a huge chunk of money in. Day after, literally day after, went to fifty cents. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, it was like 2017 or something. I was, like at, I was at a, a bar with my mate. He goes, "I'm buying Ripple today." I was like, "All right, then I'll buy Ripple as well." Jeez, <laughs> uh, I'm like, "Why do I do this?" Yeah, myself? they're taking over the banks, Ripple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bank Why do I do this? But yeah, mainly property. Yep. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to ask. So, what kind of properties you put? So, you're looking. Are we talking townhouses, and you're sort of uh, renting and building more of a like, yeah, like a, a home sort of portfolio, yeah. or you're like looking at mixed use commercial. Uh, Basically, a mixture of both. Last week, I bought uh, some farmland to rezone for... I'm basically land banking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, ah, yeah. I'm buying down uh, western region. Mm-hmm. So, buying chunks of land down there. Uh, also, commercial property, offices, factories, warehouses. I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I stay away from retail. Um, but, yeah, I just do those areas and it seems to work quite well so far. Touch wood. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What um that that farming you're talking about, Nick? I, yep. I saw somewhere, read somewhere that you've got a bit of a plan up there about your animals and that sort oh, of stuff. Yeah, Maybe so, from a yeah, so hey, bought, um, does a, his research, old PK. From a childhood, maybe experience that that didn't go down that well. Yeah, so I've been uh I've been buying farmland in Mornington. Oh, uh, Wongdong. You know what Wongdong is? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Wongdong. Yeah. yeah, people don't know where that is. I, I didn't know until recently, but it's near Kilmore. Yep. Um, and down Tullamvale. Yeah. Mel- Melton? Yeah, Tullamvale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, they got a bridge. That's about it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that's all they've got. There's actually, there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah. That's more, so, than, uh, one, more than one dong. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, so basically the plan is, a lot of, obviously, I grew up on a farm and my parents were sending the, the cows and the sheep to the abattoirs. And that's that was their choice. Um, but they said we had like a, a pet, I'll get into this again. We had a pet cow called Bonox. And it was like the family pet. And they sent the cow to the abattoirs. No. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. And after that, so now I'm, I've gone, okay, any farmer that wants to get rid of their animals that have aged out, because mm. Bonox had aged out, you can send it to me and I'll look after it until its end of days. So, yeah, that's basically what and I'm then, doing at the moment. And then you allow that? public to come in and sort of see the animals? Or? Oh, yeah, if they want. I'm not going to charge them. They can just come in and have a look <laughs> if they want. Just look at some old cows and some old horses. I, I, I hope my missus isn't listening. She wants to do the exact same. She wants big farmland down Red Hill and save all the animals. money. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. Red Hill. <laughs> she wants to save all the animals in the world. So. Yeah, good on her though. It's good yeah. on her. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. So probably buy down at um, Tullamville. It's a bit cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, send her out there. Send her out there. No, I'm Nick, this is this has been awesome, mate. Um, yeah. One question: If if someone was going to start their own business, or you know, back like yourself that that was itching at the itching at the bit to get going, what advice would you give them? Um, you know, to get started. Yeah, a couple of pieces of advice here. So first of all, just start. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just they dwell in it, they procrastinate. They go, yes, I'm going to do it. I'll do it next month. I'll do it next year. They don't start. So first of all, just start. Second, focus on selling and generating revenue. Without income, there is no business. When I see these companies continually raising and raising and raising, in tough economic times, you can't raise, it's hard. Mm. So you need to focus on generating revenue. So with my business at the start, I just jumped on the phones and started selling. Mm -hmm. And I I had no fear, I I, I enjoyed doing it at the time. Would I do it now? Probably not. Yeah. No, I couldn't call a call now, but yeah. back then I was like... I would argue if you had to, you would. Right? No, no, like, mate, if I'm living on the street, absolutely yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 
yeah, just focus on generating revenue, start, yeah. and then hire good people. Mm. People, as you guys know, people mm. is everything. It's the game. It's In the, the early game. days, I hired questionable people <laughs> and it probably set me back a couple of years. Mm. They're the three mm. things I would go, this is what I need to nail. And it's super simple. Yeah. Start, revenue, and people. And people. Pretty wow. easy. I, I That's kind of wrapped up season one of the Little Fish Pod, hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. No, I love the way you've articulated that. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Bite size. Anything else, boys? Anything else we've missed? I think we've got to thank Nick for his time. He's obviously oh. got a, a lot on his plate, and he's come no, in no, guys, here. Thanks for having me. You've given us mate, all that really. great info. Thank you, mate. Some nuggets there. Appreciate it. Yeah, really appreciate your time, mate. I, I could answer. I, you know, I've got yeah. another million questions. We'll get it back another time. <laughs> uh, please, guys, anyone that's going to enjoy that or get heaps of value out of it, anyone that wants to take on life like this guy, whoa, wowee, yeah. share, like, share, subscribe. See you at the top. Yeah. You